0: All right, all right, all right. This is none other. Then they have no doubt The Lord will bring you out I'm telling you this is Elder G. Bazaar Back on the air I'll be back on the air until next year About this time By the grace of God i got to preach this gospel i got to preach this gospel Because the time is near The day is far spent And we're almost out of here A lot of people say Well what are you talking about preacher I'm talking about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ For he is coming back again This is Elder Bazaar down here in Warren, Ohio. I'm going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Amen. Dr. Derek Oliver is my co-host. And then I have another brother over in Lubbock, Texas. He won't be on with me tonight uh, until back into the first of the year of 2024. But at the meantime, I'm going to bring it on in here, and I'm going to drop the hammer. I'm going to drop the word of God on you let you know Amen. There is hope to the world. There is hope to the world. Only one name that's above every name, and that name is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For he is my beginning, and he is my end and all between. Amen. Just give you a little information on what I'm doing, for the Lord is trying to tell people, get ready, get ready, for the Lord Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back to the earth. I'll say that again. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is getting ready to come back to the earth. To do what? To straighten everything out that's wrong, everything that's crooked, everything that's backwards. God, his son, is going to make sure, amen, it get done. But at the meantime, the devil is roaring like a lion, and he is seeking who he may devour, He don't want the gospel to be preached, but it's going to be preached anyhow. Amen. I've been on this radio program for the last 12 years. I've been preaching every Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. I took a break. I took a break in September, and now I'm back on the air. And the reason why, because the Lord said it's time for you to go back on. I haven't stopped preaching. I'm still preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've been preaching ever since I was 21 years old, back in 1965, until this present day. I haven't stopped one bit. Amen. And a lot of people say, well, you've been saying Christ has been coming back for the last 58 years. And he hasn't come yet. Thank God he hasn't come, because if he he comes without you having salvation for your soul, you are going to meet. You're going to meet another Christ. And it's not going to be the right one. It's going to be the Antichrist. Amen. If you don't die before you get saved, you're going to meet Satan in hell. Oh, that don't sound good. That don't sound good at all. You know why? Because people don't want to, too. You know good and well. You know good and well. No sinners, no sinners will ever enter the kingdom of God. If you're a sinner and you're lost and you die without Christ, you will go to hell. I don't know what age limit. Amen. Uh, 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 before accountability is, some say it is 12, some say it is 13. But the age of accountability, God has to deal with that. Amen. God Almighty is going to deal with that. I'm not going to tell you if you're 14, you can go to heaven or 15 or 10. I'm telling you now, God is going to deal with that. Because the Bible says all have sin and come short of the glory of God. And we know there's an age of responsibility that a person has to meet. Amen. There's an age of responsibility and that responsibility for your own sins. Because a child, an adolescent, or infant baby, amen, cannot sin. But what he does have, he carries the sin of Adam and Eve. He carries the sin trait of Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve sin, that means every born baby that's born is born in sin and sick in iniquity until he get the age of accountability, and then he's responsible. But until that time, this God Almighty going to take care of that. But let me tell you, that's nothing for me to worry about because God is God all by himself. But what I'm worried about is for those that know, know about their own personal sins. And since you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, did my mother conceive me? That means that every human being, every human being that was ever born is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Every human being, white, yellow, green, black, ugly, pretty, whatever, you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. No man on this earth was ever born righteous. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. The only one man that was ever born without sin was who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, God's son. God himself in the flesh, born of a Virgin Mary. Huh? Born of a Virgin Mary 2,000 years ago. Every year, woo, we celebrate, amen, Christmas. And Christmas has nothing to do with Santa Claus and reindeers and the gremlin and none of that. That has nothing to do with Christmas. Christmas is what? To represent. And to celebrate that Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, was born in a manger, wrapped in swollen clothes, not born by will of man, nor flesh and blood, but was born by the will of God. The Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is, not was, not trying to be, he is God Almighty in the flesh, in the flesh. He was born by the will of God Almighty. He was conceived in the womb of Mary. God himself impregnated himself into the womb of Mary, and he was born in Bethlehem of Judea. He was born in Jerusalem in Bethlehem, 2,000 years ago, and by him being born 2,000 years ago, he came for one reason, one reason he came down here to this earth, a little old planet in the universe, the third planet from the sun, travels at 17.4 miles a second, it's been turning for a long time, it's been turning for 6,000 years, and it's still turning. And it's going to turn until God stop it. But at this time, before he can stop it, he had to do something very important. God himself manifested himself in the flesh and came down here 2,000 years ago. And he walked on the face of this earth. And he did things that no other man could do because he was not only man, he was God in man. He had a blood system. He could see. He could walk. He had feelings. He knows all about, right now, knows all about what it is to be a human. And this is the only time in human history that God became human. And when he became human, He walked like man. He talked like man. He was a man. He did the thing that men do. Amen. What what do men do? Men are to serve God. Men are to praise God. And Jesus Christ was God, and he showed you what God is like in the flesh. And guess what he had to do when he came here? He just didn't come down here to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out devils in his name. If he, would, if he would have came down desperate and went back to heaven, the whole creation would be damned for hell. Why? Because no man could get saved. No man could be saved. No man could do anything until somebody, somebody died for his sins. What sin? Sins that Adam and Eve brought into the world, somebody had to die for their sins. And nobody was capable of dying for nobody's sin but Jesus Christ, because he was a sinless sacrifice. He had no sin. He did no sin. Sin all around him, sin on top of him, but he was a sinless sacrifice for the sins of man, and he became, listen to me, he became a sin offering For the human race, the whole human race, in other words, black people, white people, yellow people, Chinese people, Russian people, Jews, Gentiles, he died for the sins of the world because of the fall of man through Satan's deception of Adam and Eve All that's born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and somebody had to break that bond. Somebody had to redeem them. Somebody had to come down here and take their place. And Jesus Christ, listen to me what I'm saying, Jesus Christ was the only man that did it. Now, why in the world and where in the world did people get the idea that you can go to heaven any kind of old way? You just ain't going to go to heaven any kind of old way. You got to come to Jesus Christ. You can't go to Buddha. You can't go to Islam. You can't go to Judaism. You can't go to Buddhism. You can't go to Shintoism. You can't go to none of those. You can't go to denomination to receive salvation. Salvation only comes by one name. And that one name is Jesus Christ. You got a whole lot of celebrities today. Amen, saying there's many ways to go to heaven. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said that. I didn't say it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no girl, no boy can get to the Father except they come by me. You got to go by Jesus Christ to get to God Almighty because when Christ died, that was God in the flesh and he died in the flesh and he was resurrected in the newness of life because the world tells me, the Bible tells me, the scriptures tell me, there must be some shedding of blood before the remission of sin. In the Old Testament, blood was shed of animals, goats, turtle doves, red heifers and all these different kinds of ways that God could show us a type of shadow of a better sacrifice. That better sacrifice could not come until God was manifested in the flesh and seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, and received up into glory. And he did it. It did it. He did it. It took him 4,000 years, 4,000 years for him to get here. And he came all the way down to what? Seth. He came on down through Noah. He came on down to Shem. He came on down to Abraham. He came on down to Isaac. He came on down to Jacob. He came on down to Judah. He came all the way down 4,000 years until the fullness of time came. God sent his son by Mary having a child without knowing the man. Lord, have mercy. Look at this. Look at what what went on there. Mary was found with child and she never knew a man. And it was a surprise to her. It was an astronomical, unbelievable event that never happened before. And this is the first time through here in eternity that God came out of eternity and became man in the flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son, stayed on the earth for 33 and one-half years, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, walked through the water, turned water to wine, fed 5,000. Oh, my God, he did miracles that the doctor's office couldn't handle. He did miracles on top of miracles. And he wasn't trying to prove that he was God. He knew he was God. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he could do these things. He wasn't trying to show out. He'd come down to to what? To redeem man. To redeem man's what? To redeem man's soul. You got a soul. You got a S-O-U-L. You got a a, a, a part of you is Eternal. Eternal. Your soul will live forever. It will never die. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about there's two kinds of death. There's a physical death and there is a spiritual death. The physical death is when the soul and spirit leaves the body. The body dies. But after death, you still is in existence. Not in this world, but in another world. And if you die, without knowing anything about the second birth and the second birth is being born again, born again, born again, changed life, sanctified life a life that's living for Christ, a life that you are in Christ, a life that you love one another, a life that you're full of joy, a life that you know, that you know, that you know, that you have had a divine revelation and experience with the living God through Jesus Christ. There's no denomination on this planet that has any way for you to get to heaven without Christ. Woo! Y'all listening to me? Are you listening? This is all bizarre. I, 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 I want to get that a, a point across to you before I go into my session of lesson. I want to get a point across to you. Make no difference how long you've been going to church. Make no difference how long I've been preaching. Make no difference how long I've been singing the gospel. Make no difference how much money I done put in that don't make no difference because salvation don't come by works. Come Salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ and him only. It's not how good I look or how sweet I talk. It's got nothing to do with my salvation. My salvation can only come by Jesus Christ to know who God is. And the minute I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I become a born-again believer by repenting of my sin and turn from my wicked ways. Because the Bible says we all have sinned. And come woo, And come what? Short of the glory of God This is what I live for This is what I sing about This is what I rejoice about Jesus Christ can save your soul My, my, my main point is trying to get the world convinced Oh my God, what a job I got woo, What a job I got To try to get people to understand there's a God in heaven who rules and super rules, a God in heaven who never sleep or slumber, a God in heaven who knows everything, a God in heaven who never made a mistake, a God in heaven that sees everything, knows everything, and he's everywhere all the time. There's no place he can't go that he's already been there because he's all the present. He's a mighty God, and he can save your puny soul if you want to be saved. Saved. But people don't want to be saved today They just want to go to church And go in the program And come home And be satisfied But you got a job to do You got a job to do Be a witness For a lost dying world This is Watchman on the Wall End Time Global link ministry This is Elder Bazaar Back on the air I'm on the air, and I'm on fire. I'm on fire because I want you to know that Jesus Christ did die, and he did get up out the grave on the third day morning, and then he left earth. When he left earth, guess what? He said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you into myself, and where I am, you're going to be there also. He's been gone for a long time. He been gone for two thousand years, and he said, "I'm gonna go away for a little bit, and then I'm coming back to get what? I'm coming back to judge the world. I'm gonna have a judgment going on. I already made the first judgment, and what's that, preacher? I made my first judgment when he came down here from heaven." and suffered and died on Calvary. That was his first judgment. Our first judgment was the judgment that what? That he suffered and died for the sins of the world. He suffered and died for the sins of the world. And by him suffering and dying for the sins of the world, he took what? my judgment. He took my sins. He took my backwardness. He took my lying. He took my cheating and and cussing. He took all the drinking and all the lying that I've done. He paid my price on Calvary. That what? That I can accept him by repenting of my sins and confessing him with my mouth and believe with my heart that God Almighty, through his son Jesus Christ, raised himself from the dead. And he gave what? He gave all power unto his son. And he said, if I go away, I will come again. And he's been gone, like I said, what? 2,000 years. The 2,000 years are almost up. We're almost coming to the close of the 2,000 years. The 2,000 years that Jesus Christ has been gone, there has been nothing but confusion and strife and mis, mis I mean, everything is all messed up except one thing. Ooh, the church. Ooh, the church is still here. And the church is in order. Now, the church is in order, but you may not be in order. And the only way you can get in order with the church, you've got to come to Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, you can't get to religion. you can't get salvation off of your mama, your daddy, your sister, your uncle, your aunt. You can't get salvation off of that. The only salvation that's given among men where men can be saved is in the name of Jesus Christ. So what age are we living in? According to the scripture, we're living literally, spiritually. Crumely, in the last days, the last days, the last days just before Christ comes back to the earth, Jesus Christ prophesied there will be a lot of commotion going on. And, brother, we got it today. We got commotions everywhere. People are confused. People are a committing suicide, people getting sick, people in the hospital, people dying on the street, people dying in automobile accidents, people dying with uh, all kinds of viruses and diseases, and, and men are trying to find a better way to sustain themselves on this earth. And you can't do it. Why? Because Satan is out to destroy, rob, and kill. And he's doing it. He's doing it. How come he's doing it? Because people are letting him do it. People are submitting themselves to Lucifer, Satan, the Devil, Beelzebub, the old liar, the destroyer. He's destroying people's lives every day. Drugs, homosexuality, uh, uh, uh lesbianism. Uh, you got all this stuff going on. Day after day, year after year, month after month, minute after minute, every day, you don't get nothing but bad news everywhere, and a lot of people say, well, what's going to happen? Well, the Bible got to answer. The Bible got to answer. Jesus Christ will have to return very soon, very soon, sooner than I think he is. He may be here tomorrow. I don't know. But very soon, Jesus Christ will come back. And he's not coming back the way a lot of people think he's coming back. First, he's coming back to what? To get his church. He's coming back to get his church. That's the first thing he's going to do. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about what the Bible said. Jesus Christ is coming back to get his church. What church? The born-again believer, baptized, blood-washed saints, the saints of God, those that have been washed in the blood, those that are committed, those that have submitted themselves to repentance and calling on the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, 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 and yearning for him to save their souls. Because you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to go. You don't want to burn for your own sins. Forever. Hell was not prepared for the human race. Hell was prepared for the devil and his fallen angels. And they what? They cannot be redeemed. They cannot be saved. They are doomed forever. And Satan cannot get back into heaven. Satan cannot come back to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I want to be your number one angel. No, that is done. He is doomed forever, and because he is doomed forever, he is mad at God. He's mad at the human race. He's mad at anything that righteousness has to do with God. He's mad because he's losing the battle, and he's got the world believing that he's winning. And let me tell you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing. And because people won't accept him, people are losing their mind. They're losing their the 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 their characteristic, they're losing everything. And the Bible said, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And people are trying to gain the world. They're trying to have fancy things going on. They're trying to get satisfaction off all kinds of things. But let me tell you, there's no satisfaction in worldly goods. There's no satisfaction in money. There's no satisfaction in sex. There's no satisfaction in lying and cheating and backbiting. There's no satisfaction in nothing in this world that can make you happy but Jesus Christ because in Christ woo, he got all power in heaven and in earth in his hand and he can change your soul overnight. He can change your soul in a minute of a twinkling of an eye. He can save you now if you want to be saved. If you want to accept Jesus Christ. But the world said I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. So what? Jesus Christ is coming back. I'm going to give you a a couple information on the procedures on the re- return of Christ. The first thing that's going to happen, which I won't be able to discuss all, all the these, uh, we know we're living in the last days. And we know that October the 7th was a day of infamy when Hamas and Hezekiah attacked the Jewish nation and kill multiple of people and beheaded babies and took hostages and killed them, the relatives. That was a end-time prophecy that was made 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ said, before I come back, listen to what I'm saying. Before I come back to this earth, before I even can come back to this earth, before I can even put my foot up on the top of the Mount of Olives, before I can even rapture the church. I must bring my people back into the land of Israel, the Jewish people. The Jewish people are descendants from Abraham's seed down through 42 generations. And he said, before I come back, I'm going to regather the nation of Israel, back into the land, and when I regather them, that's the first sign that I'm coming back. And that was fulfilled. Now listen to me. That was fulfilled in 1948, May the 14th. May the 14th, the Jews came back into the land, and the nation was born in one day. May the 14th, 1948, Jerusalem and the Jews reunited and they became a nation for the first time over the period of 2,500 years. They were scattered all over the face of the earth because of their disobedience and rejection of the Messiah. They were scattered. They were scattered in the Old Testament under the rim of the Babylonian Empire. God took them from Jerusalem and brought them to the Babylonian Empire, and they was in captivity for 70 years. They were bound up in Babylon. And why they were in Babylon? They was in Babylon because they re- They rebelled against the God of Abraham and against the God of Jacob, and God brought them into Babylon and let them stay in Babylon for 70 years long until they come to their senses and recognize they have rejected the God of gods and the Lord of lords. They have rejected the God that brought them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey. They have rebelled against the God of Abraham and of Jacob and Isaiah and Jeremiah. And God said, because you have rejected me, I am going to punish you and chastise you so you can come to yourself because I'm going to scatter you from the face of the earth, but in due time I'm going to what? I'm going to bring you back into the land. And the reason I'm going to bring you back into the land because Jesus was telling us that he cannot come back to this earth until the Jews are back into the land. Listen to what I'm saying. Guess what? The Jews are back in their land. And guess what they're waiting for? They're waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. But before they recognize who the true Christ is, they're going to have to face, guess what? The Antichrist, the Antichrist, anti-God, anti-holy, anti-love, anti-everything is anti when it comes to the devil. The devil is anti-God. He can't stand God. He cannot He he said to himself, I can't put up with this. I'm going to eliminate, I'm going to eliminate the Jewish people. If I, Satan is saying, if I can eliminate the Jewish people, I can rule the world because the Jews are the only people that God used in the Old Testament. And he was calling them in the New Testament, but they rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so the Lord said, because you are rejecting me, I'm going to reject you and let you go through some chastisement. I'm going to whip you real good to let, let you recognize that I am the true Christ and since you did not reject the, since you did not receive the true Christ, I'm going to let you suffer under the false Christ. Now, who is the false Christ? The false Christ is the one that's going to come to this earth. The false Christ is the one that's going to say that he is Jesus Christ, and it's not going to be him. It's going to be a man. It's going to be a man that's on the scene right now. He's alive. He's alive, and he's waiting for a specific moment in history, to come on the scene. But before he come on the scene, the Jews today in Israel got to suffer many things before they recognize that this Christ that they rejected is the true Christ. They're going to have to suffer under the arms and under the tyrant of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist now is a full grown man in the land. Some people say, Well, where is he, Brother Bazaar? You act like you you know exactly where he is. I tell you what, I tell you how I found out. I looked in my word, the word of God. I read I read it, I prayed it, I prayed over it, I read it, I read it, looked over it, prayed over it. Lord convinced me. This man is alive today, and he's getting ready to come on the scene. When he comes on the scene, the world is going to be marveled at what he is going to do. He is going to eliminate all the presidents. What I mean by that, this man is going to be so unique that all the presidents put together, he will make them look like a playboy in a playpen. This man is going to be what? He's going to be a man that's going to be energized. Do you hear what I said? Energized by Satan himself, and the reason why? Because the devil is a prince power of the air, and he works in the children of disobedience. The devil is powerful. As much as he know, but he's not power than the almighty God. He's not power than the almighty God. He cannot whoop God. He can whoop man. He can tear man up. Because man without God in his life, he don't have no hope. You can't live holy without Christ. You can't talk holy without Christ. You can't shout holy without Christ. You can't love holy without Christ. Why? Because Christ is a centerfold of creation. He's a centerfold of my life. He's a centerfold of your life if you let him be. And so now, since we're living in the last days, there are so many things going on, I can't even cover it. But this is the... This is the lineup of what's getting ready to happen. Before the rapture of the church occurs, there's some end time Bible prophecy that I will uh, share with you that's going to happen before the rapture of the church. But after that is all over, the next big event that will strike the earth because majority of the people on the planet today do not believe that there's going to be a return of Jesus Christ to this earth. They don't believe it. But the next event that's going to shock the world, down to its core, is the rapture of the church. What church? There ain't nothing but one. There's one true church, and there's one false church. The true church has built its foundation on nobody else but Jesus Christ and the apostles and the prophets. The church is built up on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, Peter, whom do men say that I am? Peter looked at him and said, Lord, some say you uh, Jeremiah. Some say you one of the prophets. Some say you Elijah. And the Lord said, who do you say I am, Peter? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus Christ said upon this revelation, upon this, this, this enlightenment, I'm going to build my church upon this rock upon this foundation and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them because the devil can't touch the church. If you're born again believer, if you trust in God, if you love God if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you know that you know that you know that you've been born again, let me tell you, the devil can't do you no harm. Oh, yes, he can. He can probably whoop you, whoop you a little bit. he probably give you problems and situations. But he can't prevail against your soul because your soul is locked in God's hand. Your soul has been sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. So the true church will leave earth. The true church will leave earth. When the true church leaves earth, to make a long story short, the next event, the Antichrist will rise. When the Antichrist will rise, he will claim that he is Jesus Christ. That's the next one. The next one is, after the rapture of the church, and I'm I'm cutting it short, and I hope you don't get confused on what I'm trying to break down to you. After the rapture of the church, the antichrist will show up. He will make a peace treaty with the Jewish nation. When he makes his peace treaty, he will bring a semi-peace upon the earth. And the earthlings. The population of the earth will believe that he is Jesus Christ, but he will not be Jesus Christ. It will be the devil in disguise of trying to take the place of Christ. And when the church is gone, there will be no body here on earth to finish the seven-year tribulation of preaching the gospel until... John the Revelator reaches out in the 7th chapter, and he begins to name the twelve tribe of Israel, and before he can name them, he said there will be 12,000 coming from Judah, 12,000 coming from Zebulun, all down to the complete 12 tribes, and each one will carry 12,000, and 12 times 12,000 equals 144,000 Jews that will be able to preach the gospel of the kingdom because the church age will be over. The church will be in heaven. The church will be in heaven singing and shouting and getting our rewards but there won't be nobody on earth to preach the gospel of the kingdom but the jewish people will be preaching the gospel of the kingdom they will be saying that jesus christ is the messiah and that he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom and he and they will have confrontation With the Antichrist, because the Antichrist will try to stop them from preaching the gospel for 1,260 days, which equals 42 months, which equals what? Ooh, Three and one half years, the first part of the tribulation, the gospel will be preached by the Jewish people, by the Jewish nation, because God said, I'm not through with the Jews. Satan wants to be now like the Jewish people because the Jewish people are going to be the last people on the planet that preach the gospel of the kingdom, so the world can hear the gospel like it's supposed to be preached. Because the church, woo, did not come out victorious of preaching the gospel like they're supposed to. The church fell away. Because the Bible says there shall be a great falling away first before the Son of Man be revealed, and the church will be removed from the planet for those that have been born again, washed in the blood, and singing the songs of Zion. The Bible said, uh, the Bible said that God is going to replace the Israelites to what? Come and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, and the gospel of the kingdom of God is this. The Jews will be preaching that Jesus Christ is coming back to do what? He's coming back to set up the millennium reign. Oh, my God. Ooh, the millennium reign of Jesus Christ is not far away. The millennium reign means that Christ is going to rule out of Jerusalem, Yes, he is. He's going to rule out of Jerusalem for a thousand years on this earth just as soon as he cleansed the earth of sinners. Uh Uh-oh. All sinners, warning, all sinners, repent. Turn from your wicked ways and turn to the living God. All sinners that reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and never accepted Christ and they die in their sin, hell will be your home. I didn't say that. I didn't write that. I didn't put that down with pen. In fact, all the information that I get is already written in the Word of God. And guess what? Guess what? God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world but to him the world might be saved and the world is saying we don't want salvation we want to work our way to heaven we want to we want to come to church and sing a song and go home we don't want to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior we don't want to our lives to be changed. We don't want to be washed in the blood of the lamb. We don't want to call out in the name of Jesus where we can be saved. But the world says, if I just can work my way, mm-hmm, I might can make it. But you can work your way, and you'll never make it. Because salvation don't come by work. Salvation comes by faith. For without faith is impossible to please God for you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. And somebody say, how can you hear without how can you hear him without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he be sinned? Well, God done sent preachers to preach the doctrine of faith, and that by faith you are saved, not by works least any man should boast. You're saved not by your goodness. You're not saved by your mama, your daddy, or your sister. You're not saved by the money you give. You're not saved by how much money you got. You're not saved because you're good, and you're not saved because you're bad. The reason why you need to be saved because you're sinner and you don't know Jesus Christ his as, as Lord and Savior and you say your soul need to be saved and the only the only way that you can be saved is through the blood of Jesus Christ for the soul is in the blood when Christ died he opened a fountain as the songwriter said, filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's vein. If the sinner fall beneath the flow, he'll lose all his guilt stains. And you got some stains on you. You know you ain't right. Amen. Those that's not saved, you know you and you got some stains on you. And you need to be washed clean. And let me tell you, tired ain't gonna do it. Gains ain't gonna do it. Washing powder ain't gonna do it. Clow box ain't gonna do it. Water ain't gonna do it. You can wash until you wash yourself away. Way. but the only thing can wash away your sin is the blood of Jesus Christ and let me tell you he died he died on Calvary yes he did he died until hell shook he died until the moon turned red and the sun refused to shine he turned and he died until hell shook and had convulsions he died and he stayed in the grave three days and three nights. Yes, he did. He died. And when he died, he said, in three days and three nights, I'm going to get up out the grave. But if he wouldn't have came on that Christmas night, if he wouldn't have came and been born in Bethlehem of Judea, Brother Bizarre would be in a bad shape. Brother Bizarre would be a lost soul. Brother Bazaar wouldn't be able to praise him like I praise him now. Brother Bazaar wouldn't be able to shout like I shout now. Brother Bazaar wouldn't be able to do nothing but cry out. I still need a Savior, but he already had came. And since he had came, I can sing Hallelujah. Praise our God. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of long-suffering. He's a God that never lost a battle. He's a God that don't need nothing because he's self-existent. He don't need me, but I need him. This seven-year tribulation, which a lot of people don't hear too much of in the churches today, they don't hear it in the uh, uh, pulpit too much today, but this seven-year tribulation is a period in which God is going to remove the church off of the planet. And when he removes the church, he's going to go back to the Jewish nation. And now the Jews are in their land, and they are planning to do a extra, 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 extra miraculous miracle that's been prophesied 2,000 years ago. The Jews are getting ready to do something that's going to shake the course of civilization. They're going to do something that God said, I'm going to give you permission to do it, to prove to the Jewish nation that no longer we need Judaism. We don't need Judaism no more because Judaism was a sacrifice of animals, goats and turtle doves. Judaism was the law, and the law cannot save you. The blood of lambs and turtles could not save you. But I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to offer the ultimate sacrifice of sending my only son down from from heaven and die up on the cross and pay the penalty for sin, and it was a dreadful penalty. It was a penalty nobody could have done. Nobody could have done what Jesus Christ done. Nobody. Adam couldn't do it. Abel couldn't do it. Enoch couldn't do it. Shem couldn't do it. Abraham couldn't do it. Isaac couldn't do it. Jacob couldn't do it. Judah couldn't do it said heathen court couldn't do it. Lord, have mercy. Nobody could have did what the Lamb of God done. Nobody would have been able to go to the cross willing, willingly. Jesus Christ said, I got power to lay down my life, and I got power to pick it up again. I received this of my father. Jesus Christ died and rose again, went back to heaven. Now he's getting ready to come back to get his blood bought church. Man, did it cost him. It cost him his life. Gold and silver couldn't buy salvation. Gold and silver couldn't redeem it. But the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvin's cross was the only way man could come back to God. And he shed in his blood until the fountain was empty. And ever since the fountain has been empty, they tell me men, boys and girls have been saved from here to eternity. They tell me the drunkard's been saved, the liar's been saved, the backbiter's been saved, the homonger's been saved, the adulterer's been saved, the cheat has been saved, the gambler's been saved. He's been saving and saving and saving. He's been saving ever since the day of Pentecost. And tell me he's been saving all down through the hours of time. He was saving in 1000 B.C. He was saving in 1000 A.D. He's been saving people, black folks, young folks, ugly folks, white folks. He's been saving. Yes, he has. But yet still the world is in a, a bad shape because now we're living in the last days. We're living in that last day, the close of the church age. So this year's seven-year tribulation is getting ready to come up. It's getting ready to come up, and when it come up, it's going to take seven years for God to do a seven-year judgment up on the planet. A lot of people have been fussing about. Is there a rapture? I don't know if it's a rapture or not. I don't believe in the rapture. Well, you ain't reading your Bible. You ain't praying. You ain't asking the Lord, uh, 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 let me seek your word and see if this preacher's talking about a rapture. Let me see if it's in the Bible. You got to read your Bible. The majority of Christians today don't read the Bible. They ain't spend no time in the Bible. And when they get to the church, they hear the preacher talking, and they say, well, where did that come from? It's in the Bible. And the Bible says when... Christ rapture the church is going to be like a twinkling of an eye one eye when you blink your eye the removal of the body of Christ will be gone there won't there will not be after the rapture of the church there will not be one saved person on this earth not one not one saved person will be on this earth after Jesus Christ takes. His body, his body, a spiritual body, a body that has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, will be changed in a moment of the twinkling of an eye. And guess what? The dead in Christ shall rise up out of the grave, and we that remain alive shall be caught up and meet the Lord in the air. When that happens, it's going to be like a twinkling of an eye, and folks ain't going to know what's going to happen, but there won't be one saved person on this earth after the rapture. And since there won't be one saved person on this earth after the rapture, God Almighty is going to send 144,000 Holy Ghost-filled Jews, which will be 144,000, and not Jehovah's Witness, not the 7 days not the Mormonism, it ain't going to be the Catholic, it ain't going to be the Baptist, it ain't going to be the Presbyterian, it ain't going to be the non-denomination, it's going to be 144,000 Jews that God has already chosen because he's got the Jews in a place now that when the time comes, they're going to come forth and they're going to preach so powerful until the world will go into a world international revival. You don't believe me? Read your Bible. If you don't believe me, read the seventh chapter of Revelation. And when you get down to the ninth verse down there, after the 144,000 Jews preached the gospel for three and one half years, day and night, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, they're going to do it round the clock. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. There ain't going to be no stopping. For 42 months, they're going to preach that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. That's why the Jews are in the land now. That's why Satan now is trying to destroy Jerusalem and eliminate the Jewish people because Satan knows exactly what's getting ready to happen. Jesus Christ is going to rapture the church, and when he rapture the church, he will replace the Jews, the preach of gospel for the first three and one-half years, and they're going to preach it so powerful until John the Revelator says this. This is what John the Revelator said. And if you get your Bible out and look at that 7th chapter, and I'm going to get it, and we're going to read it together and see what it says. And this is what it says in the 7th chapter of what? Of the ninth verse. This is during the tribulation period. This is during after the church is gone. This is is going to happen after the body of Christ is removed from the planet. Listen to what it says. And after this I beheld. And lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations. There ain't going to be no racial discrimination in this. There ain't going to be no, oh, my God. It says, all nations and kindred and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands. These are called in the Scripture... Tribulation saints, these are the people that receive Christ after the rapture, after the born-again believers are gone, after the, the bride of Christ is caught away, after the rapture, then they will stand before the throne with white robes on and cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and into the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and of God, saying, Amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might and to our God forever and ever Amen. This is the tribulation saints that preach the gospel and heard the gospel from the hundred and forty four thousand. And it was so powerful the whole world goes into a revival mode. Amen. Amen. God said, I got these Jews in the land today for one reason. I've got to finish my promise that I would deal I would dwell with them. For 490 years, I'm going to work with them for 490 years. Well, 483 years have been fulfilled. But don't you understand, at the cross, the Jewish nation was cut off. And by them being cut off, God grafted the Gentiles in. And when God grafted the Gentiles in, the church today is mostly consists of Gentile nations. But when the Gentiles and Jews are joined together in one body called the church, but the nation of Israel has not dwelt with God, and they're going to deal with God in the tribulation period. And during the tribulation period, the Jews said, we've got to finish our seven years, that God is going to deal with us. And by him dealing with us, guess what? The 490 years will be fulfilled when the seven-year tribulation will be fulfilled. And when the uh, seven-year tribulation be fulfilled, then we'll come to the end of the road. We'll come till Jesus Christ will be revealed from heaven because the Jews will have fulfilled their mission. And by that, multitude of people will get saved during the tribulation period. thirteen verse says, And one of the elders answered, saying, this is what one of the elders said now, Unto me, one of the elders said unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And which came they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they, which came out of what great tribulation. There's a tribulation now. They come out of great tribulation. Amen. These are the ones that heard the gospel in the first part of the tribulation, but they're going to have to go through the great tribulation, which is the last three and one-half years of the whole tribulation, the seven-year tribulation. And 144,000 will be caught up to meet the Lord when they get through with their mission. When they get through with their mission, then the Gentile nations that accept Jesus Christ will have to go through the great tribulation where there will be a time of persecution and killing and murdering. Ooh, it would be so awful that they tell me that the saint would say, how long, Lord, will it be before you finish this judgment? And they said, these are they, now listen, good God Almighty, listen to what he says. He says, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have did what? What? Go to church? No. Pay the tithing? No. Be good? No. Color your skin? No. How smart you are? No. They have been what? Washed. They have washed their robes and made them white in what? The blood of the Lamb. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what the Word of God saying? Your robe is your soul. Your robe is your spirit. And here John the Revelator said, your robes will be washed in what? The blood of of the Lamb, showing you that without you being washed in the blood of the Lamb, you will not be at the great throne. You will not make it without being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Ninety-nine and I have won't do. That's what they used to sing. They don't sing that no more. Why? Because folks today believe they can scoot into heaven, they believe they can run into heaven, they believe they can talk their way to heaven. No, 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 you are in the wrong phase of your mind. You've got to come by the cross of Jesus Christ. You can't go by Islam. You can't go by Jehovah's Witness. You can't go by the Baptist. You can't go by the Presbyterian. You can't go by the Catholic. You can't go by no other way. But you're going to have to be, need to be, should be washed in the blood of the Lamb to make your soul whiter than snow. In other words, the blood of Jesus Christ cleansed every low down dirty spot in your soul and your spirit. And you become like Christ. You are a child of God through his blood, his blood, wash blood, his blood that can save you to the utmost. And listen to what it says. 15th verse says, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell with them. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. Neither the sun shall light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb could God Almighty. I'm talking about the Lamb of God. I'm talking about the one that was slain before the foundation of the world. I'm talking about the Lamb that Isaiah talked about. I'm talking about the Lamb that Jesus Christ said, that John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb. I'm of God that taking away the sins of the world, and I know about taking away my sins, I'm set free, I'm a free man, I'm free to worship God, I'm free to serve God, I'm free to praise God, I'm free to do God's will, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free for sin, death, hell, and the grave. Satan can't touch me with nothing. Why? Because I've been sealed with the Spirit until the day of redemption. I'm getting ready to go home, y'all. Ooh, let me tell you, I'm getting ready to go home. A lot of people say, oh, you crazy. They ain't, you, ain't, you ain't that close to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, you hey, I got some news for you. You better be ready when he comes because if he snatched you, you got to be, if if you want him to snatch you out of here when the trumpet blow, you better be washed in the blood of the Lamb. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, shall lead them unto living fountains of water. And God, hallelujah, shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. This is out Bazaar coming to you, watchman on the wall. I'm going to run this on down for you a little further. Uh, We have uh, 144,000 Jews that's going to come in the tribulation period. Like I said, the church won't be here. Uh, Then we have Russia and Israel. Russia is going to top it off with World War III, which is coming maybe later next year. World War III will break down. And, and the World War Three will be started by Russia because Russia is going to have an evil thro- a thought and they're going to try to make an attack upon Israel and annihilate Israel and become the dictator of the world, which will be Putin, which is in the Bible, Gog and Magog, Russia and Israel. So right now, Israel is in a state of being annihilated by the Palestinians they're trying to get rid of the Jewish people and wipe them off the face of the earth. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell because when you touch a Jew, you touch the apple, the apple of God's eye. And in the 12th chapter of... Genesis, the Lord God tells Abraham, he said, I'm going to rise up a nation in which all nations of the earth shall be blessed. And that nation is what? Israel. And he said, whoever cursed Israel, I will curse them. Whoever blessed Israel, I will bless them. And every time a nation comes against the Jewish nation, every time a Gentile nation tried to wipe out the Jewish nation, they will, they will be cursed. If you don't believe me, read your Gentile history. Look at Egypt. Look at the Assyrian Empire. Look at the Babylonian Empire. Look at the Media and Persian Empire. Look at the Grecian Empire. Look at the Roman Empire. And look at the empire that's getting ready to rise up, which is a one-world government ruled by the Luciferians and the secret societies and all these cohorts that's trying to what rule the world and conquer the world and get rid of the jewish people but when you mess with a jew you're messing with your life you best for you to go down by the mill book and hang yourself jesus said if you harm one of my little children no god ain't playing god ain't playing with Nobody. He is out to let the world know these people have a mission to do, and their mission is to preach the last message. In the last seven years, the gospel will be preached by the Jewish nation and not by the church. The church is almost done with their mission, and that's why I said to the church, "Wake up! Wake up!" Wake up, preachers! Wake up, deacons! Wake up, sister! Get me tell you something: if you don't bless God's people, God said I can't bless you. And these people are the unique people of the planet because through that, the Bible was written. Through the Jewish nation, the Messiah came. And through the Jewish nation, it was to show that they were serving the true and only God that made the heavens and earth, and he will rule and super rule. And the world today is paying no attention. The world today is not paying no attention. But what's going to happen Coming up in 2024, from the time that October the 7th when the Palestinians attacked and killed the Jews and beheaded the babies, from that point on until next year, there'll be consistent war in the Middle East. You hear what I said now? There is not going to stop until Hezbollah Hezbollah, and these terrorist nations try to eliminate God's people, which they will fail. And when they get to a point where they find out that they can't do it, listen to what I'm saying now, because this is going to happen. Eleven nations right now is planning to try to wipe out the Jewish people in the Middle East. 11 nations right now called the Ring of Fire, 11 hedonistic nations that serve other gods and other deities are trying to get rid of a God of Abraham by messing with his people because they don't want God's people To fulfill their mission, and that is preach the last seven years of the gospel of the kingdom. That's why you have war over there now. They have a war over there because Satan knows, Satan knows, Satan knows that Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's trying to prevent him from coming back. And he's been doing that all through human history. If you don't believe it, check your Bible. You remember Herod had heard about the Messiah being born? Woo! Don't you know that when Herod heard about the Messiah being born in Bethlehem, Judea, you know what he did? He went down there and told the Roman government and told all the soldiers, I want this boy, I want this young man, I want you to go out and kill every baby under the age of two years old. Kill him! Wipe them out Why? Because he Satan knew That if he could try to Wipe out all the babies Under two years old He would kill Jesus Oh hallelujah Can't do it Can't do it You know why he can't do it Because God told Mary and Joseph Go to Egypt And stay down there until Herod died Then come back He was trying to wipe out the Jewish firstborn and get rid of Jesus Christ, the devil, to kill Jesus. Guess what? He did on Mount Calvary. But when he killed him and slayed him through the Jewish nation and through the Gentile nation, they slaughtered him. They drug him through the streets of Jerusalem. They whipped him beyond recognition. They whipped him 39 times with stripes all over the back. They beat him in the face. They plucked his beard out. They drug him, and they called him names. And he didn't say a mumbling word. He said, I could call 12 legions of angels. I could call 72,000 angels to come down here and deliver me. But he knew that he couldn't do it because he loved the world so much. (laughs) Yeah, he loved me so much that he said, I've got to die for Bazaar, not only for Bazaar, but I'm going to die for all those that believe on my name. I'm going to die for the liar, the backbiter, the hypocrite. I'm going to die for the black and the white. I'm going to die for the poor and the rich. I'm going to die for the low and the high. I'm going to die. Yes, I am. I'm going to shed all my blood. I'm going to shed it Mm -hmm. until hell have convulsion. I'm going to shed it. Until the moon get embarrassed and go out. I'm going to shed it until the moon turn red. And with high blood pressure, I'm going to shed it until heaven had to move back. Yes, he died. Not only did he die, but I thank God he came first. He came all the way down from glory for you and I. Well, preacher, what's going to happen during the time that the church would be absent from the planet? We got the 144,000, they're going to preach for what? Three and one half years? Right. That's absolutely right. Then after the three and one half years, after the Antichrist get here, in order for him to get here, in order for him to sit in the temple, in order for him to cause abomination and desolation, They tell me that the Antichrist is going to sign a peace treaty and make a covenant with the Jewish people, and the Jewish people are going to accept him as being Jesus Christ, and the Jews are going to receive a covenant saying that they can rebuild their temple. hallelujah. They are going to rebuild a temple in Jerusalem pretty soon. You're going to hear about it more next year than you do this year. Because the Jews are planning to rebuild the third temple, and the third temple has to be built before the Antichrist can sit in it. And when he signed that peace treaty, they are going to build a brand new temple on the temple site, which now is in preparation to get it ready. They're getting it ready. And if they're getting ready to build a temple, that means the Antichrist has to be alive, ready to sit in the temple. Because they're not going to be build a temple and set for four or five years. They're going to set it up so the time that they get that temple built, that would be in the middle of the tribulation period. In the middle of the tribulation period, there's going to be an invasion. Oh, y'all listen listening to me. I'm talking about Bible. There's going to be an invasion of demonic spirits fall from heaven. I ain't crazy. I still got my senses. There's going to be an invasion of demons and devils and Nephilim and wicked spirits are going to take over this earth. They're going to take over this earth because the Bible says it in the ninth chapter of what? Of the ninth chapter of Revelation, he said, I saw a pit open, and out of the pit came scorpions. And he said the Euphrates River is going to dry up, and under the Euphrates River, there are four angels bound in chains. They're going to be set loose, and they're going to destroy one-third of humanity because the world is saying, we don't want Jesus. We don't need Jesus. We want Baal. We want the devil. We want Satan. We want his plan. We want his lifestyle. We want it. And God said, if you want him, I'm going to give him to you. And the world, for seven years, will be given over to the hand of Lucifer. He's working at it right now. The government some of these churches ran by Lucifer. Some of these churches ran by the devil. Some of them is ran by the Holy Ghost, sealed, born-again believers who will stand on the book of Genesis, stand on the book of Isaiah, Jeremiah, stand on the book of Malachi, and all those, and stand on the book of Revelation, because Revelation shows you the end of world kingdom, shows you the end of the false church, shows you the end of all this wickedness that's going on because after the 144,000 get through preaching, they are going to be taken to heaven. And then God said, wait a minute. He's going to say, wait a minute. Satan is coming down here. And when he come down here, before he come down here, there's going to be an assassination of the antichrist this is during tribulation period this is not during the church age church is gone here there's going to be a assassination of the antichrist he will be shot in the head with an assassin bullet in the 13th chapter of revelation you say You will see in there about a deadly wound will be healed. The Antichrist will be shot. He will be laid in the tomb for three days and three nights. And what's happening, the devil, low down, dirty, conniving, trickster, he's going to do a fake resurrection, just like he's been a fake all his creative days until he failed. When he failed, he became corrupt. He wanted to be like God, do what God does. And so God said, all right, do, go, go, take your circus. Take your circus and do whatever you got to do. And Satan is going to do a circus on the humanity of this age. The devil is going to make a clown out of a lot of souls. And he's doing it today. He got people so wired up on worldly living and everything, but divine revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is and the world is loving the devil more than ever in human history. And some church folks are clamming on board, but let me tell you you better get off the board and get on our knees and pray that somebody may come in before it's everlasting too late. Because after three days that the Antichrist will be dead, dead, D-E-A-D, dead as a donor. Satan is going to enter into him and reincarnate himself and raise him from the dead. This is Bible. This is not no theological view or philosophy view. This is the Bible. Satan is going to raise himself and put himself in the Antichrist and raise him from the dead. And guess what? When the world see this, when the world see the greatest Deception That ever hit This universe The greatest deception That ever will come Across eternity Is when Lucifer raised This antichrist From the dead And he speaks Speaks To the image of the beast And calls the image Of the beast to And that would be in the middle of the tribulation where he will say, whoever will not worship the beast nor receive the mark on his hand or on his forehead, guess what? They will not be able to buy or sell unless you receive the mark. And that's the mark of the beast. And that is A.I., A.I. is in the making. A.I., artificial intelligence. There's, a, there's, there's an image coming that's going to speak like a beast, and it's going to cause all rich and poor, bond and free, black and white, yellow, green, to receive a mark on the back of their hands or on their forehead. And if they don't receive that mark, they will be beheaded for the cause of Christ. Because if you receive the mark of the beast, your soul will be damned forever. You will spend eternity in hell because you have rejected the whole plan of salvation through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so you told God himself face to face, I don't want your Savior. I don't want your blood. I don't want your forgiveness. I don't want nothing to, to, to deal with righteousness, I want to have my party. I want to drink my drink. I want to whore monger. I want to be my adultery. I want to be a gambler. I want to do everything I want to do. Forget you and your blood and your cross, and let me die and go to hell. That's what they're going to do. And at the same time, after 144,000 are gone, God said, "I got two more witnesses. I got two more witnesses." that's going to witness the last three and one half years. The last three and one half years will be my two witnesses. And the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah is making a comeback. Moses and Elijah, Old Testament prophets. And these prophets will stand in the middle of Jerusalem Street. By the temple, and they will prophesy for one thousand two hundred and sixty days, three and one half years. They're going to preach. Ooh, you talking about some preaching? They're going to preach day and night, twenty four seven preach the gospel that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom and they will have power to breathe fire out of their mouth. They will have power to cause it not to rain for three and one and a half years. They will have power to bring plagues up on earth for the last three and one and a half years and they are going to do it because God said I'm going to let them do it. They're going to preach so powerful that the world will try to shut them up. The world will try to slay them, but the Bible tells me if anybody touched these two prophets, Moses and Elijah, fire will come out their mouth and they will be devoured. They're going to do that for what? January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. They're going to preach for three and one and a half years. Do y'all hear what I am saying do you hear what the word of God is saying? God is making sure that everybody hear the gospel. And he said the end shall not come until the gospel is preached to all the world. And it's in making right now. We got telephone, telegraph. We got internet. We got YouTube. We got TikTok. We got every news uh, uh, inlet and outlet to hear the gospel. It will be preached from Jerusalem. That's why nobody will be able to overthrow Jerusalem. That's why God said uh, Jerusalem is the apple of mine eye. That's why no nation will ever be, ever defeat the Israelites and the Jewish people because they got a work to do on this planet before the end of time. And my friends, at the close of the tribulation period, the world will have the power enough to slay the two prophets. And they will lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and one-half days. And at the end of the three and one-half days, they will get up out the graves. And then God said, I'm going to make my last restitution. I'm going to make my last call. And the last call is, I'm going to send three angelic angels to go completely around the world. Oh, listen what I'm saying. People now in this 2023 age have seen angels. They have seen angels in Jerusalem. They have seen angels in the battles of, 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 of the Jewish people in World War I and World War II. They have seen angels intervene on worldly affairs. For God to protect his people Angels are in busy state right now And they're going to get more busy As we come to the close of the church age And these angels are going to preach And go around the world And preach fear God And keep his commandments And then darkness is going to fall Upon the complete earth After the 144,000 get through and after the two witnesses get through. And when they get through, they're going to be resurrected from the dead and they're going to ascend up into heaven. And from that time on, Jesus Christ is going to put out the lights. He's going to shut down the moon. He's going to shut down the sun. He's going to shut down the stars. And there will be complete darkness over the face of the earth. And I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Listen to what i got to say. In the book of Revelation, the 19th chapter, the 11th verse, this is what's going to happen at the end of the tribulation period. Listen, 19 and 11. 19 and 11 states, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True. And in rising, he does judge and make war. His eye was a flame of fire, and his head was many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Look up here. Who's the army? The army is the church. There's the church right there. In the fourth chapter of Revelation, you don't see the church no more. Why? Because the church is raptured up in the fourth chapter. And in the 19th chapter, you see the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he shall smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and tread the winepress of his fierce wrath of the Almighty and he had on his verses and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Brother Bazaar, what is that? That's the return of Jesus Christ back to this earth. He's coming back with the saints of God. He's coming back with the church. He's coming back with the tribulation saints. He's coming back with all the saints that was in heaven. He's coming back and meet the nations of the world at the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon will be fought close in the end of the tribulation period. So what I'm saying, according to the scripture, the church will be coming back with the Lord dressed in white raiment, white and clean. That, In case, if you don't know what that means, that means I, I will be with Jesus Christ coming back to earth. Coming back to earth for what? Coming back to earth to set up his glorious kingdom the millennial kingdom, and he will rule with a rod of iron. And Lucifer, above the old red dragon, the devil, the old serpent, will be cast in to the bottomless pit and be bound for 1,000 years of imprisonment. He will do his time For 1,000 years In other words He will not be on top side of this earth None of his wicked spirits And deities And false gods Will be up on this earth Christ will rule And he will bind the devil For 1,000 years 1,000 years Of being locked up And that's when The church And Israel and all the nations that got saved will go into the millennium reign and we will rule and reign on this earth, this earth right here in Jerusalem. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We are going to be in our new body, sanctified, body glorified body just like christ no more crying no more dying no more killing and murdering no more uh uh uh, uh, uh divorce and marriage uh-uh ain't none of that in the millennium reign no no ain't no more jail houses ain't no more hospital. no no Satan is the one that brought the curse to the earth. Now the curse will be lifted forever. And we will rule and reign in Jerusalem on this earth for a thousand years and God will give every born again believer say of God their rewards. All that you've done here will be awarded to you and glory. It's true. I haven't changed the name to protect the Emerson. This is Bible scripture. Jesus Christ will come back. How soon is it? Sooner than you can say, build a temple. When you hear, and I'm hearing it now, I'm hearing it all up in Jerusalem. I'm here to now. The Jews are getting their priesthood and trying to reestablish Judaism. And God said, y'all still don't believe, but I'm going to prove to you you're believing in the wrong Christ. And that Christ will convince the Jewish people that for 2,600 years, we have rejected our Messiah. But he loves us so much and he said two-thirds will be cut off and a third will be a left remnant. It's going to be awful after a while. The world's going to get so bad that it's going to be unfit to live in because everything evil is rising and trying to delete The righteousness of God. But God will win. God will win anyway. Because he's a winning God. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. He's a God that keeps his promise. He's a God that I don't trust in nobody but him alone. No other false deity, no other God that I know of. I don't care where you come from or where you going or who you call yourself being. Because a lot of preachers are not preaching the gospel. They're preaching prosperity. They're preaching how much they got. They're preaching what they done done. What ain't done nothing until you preach and hold up the bloodstained of righteousness through Jesus Christ and let the world know there's a heaven to gang and a hell to shun because let me tell you, as I get ready to close, there is a hell. There is a hell. And I'll tell you, anybody, any place, whatever you do, don't go to hell, please. Don't go. Don't go by just continuing to live in your sins and reject the blood of Jesus Christ, and then die and go to hell. Don't go. Don't let nobody tell, convince you that hell is going to be a fun place. It ain't going to be no fun place. The rich man and laver already gave me a witness. Go tell my five brothers, don't come to this place, for this flame is tormenting me. Satan knows that hell was prepared for him and him only. But man said, man, if I keep on doing this, what I'm doing, man, I'm going to enjoy this. I ain't worried about no hell. I don't think God is big enough and bad enough to put me in hell. That's right. God is not bad enough and big enough. Uh-uh, you put your own self there. You send your own self to hell. Because when you reject Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're telling God Almighty and His crucified Son and His resurrected Son, you're telling Him, "Look, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take my own sin. I, I don't, I don't want you to take them. You're telling God, I don't want you to take my sin. No, I can handle that. You might can handle it now, but when judgment comes." but it's time for you to be judged. And if you die your sins, guess what? You won't be resurrected until the end of the millennium reign. Because that's what the Bible said, and all the wicked dead was raised from the dead. So when you die and go to hell, waiting place, you will be resurrected until after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ when you stand before the great white throne. The great white throne. For all the sinners sin all their life, never accepted Jesus Christ. Sin when they was teenagers, sin when they was adult, sin when they got the middle age, sin when they got old, and sin. When they got ready to die, you never parted your lips or repented of your sins all that time you have lived. If you live 40 years, you're responsible. If you live 30 years, you're responsible. If you live 20 years, you're responsible. If you live years to your age of accountability, you're going to be responsible for your own sin. And since you want to be responsible for your own sin, you've got to pay for your own sin. And if you don't mind paying for your own sin, don't be crying in hell. Say, it's God's fault that I'm in hell. No, it's not. It's your fault. Don't go. Hell mentioned 53 times in the whole Bible. 53 times when heaven is mentioned less than 10 times. The only time I find the real picture of heaven is like is in the 21st and 22nd chapter of Revelation. It gives you a description of what heaven is like. And heaven will be. A lot of people don't believe it, but it's Bible. Heaven will be here on earth. You want to say it again? Heaven will be here on this earth forever. God is not going to let Satan disrupt his plan. The earth was made to be inhabited, and God said, I'm going to inhabit it, but this time I'm going to inhabit it righteous people that have been washed in my blood and accept my son. They will live for heaven. They will live on this earth forever. And then John said, listen, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. God is going to renovate the whole universe. And then he said, I saw New Jerusalem coming down out of coming what down out of heaven and sit on the planet. Always hiding never goodbye. No more war. No more killing. No more racial injustice. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more. It will be peace in the valley forever. And we're not going to be standing around looking at each other. God got another plan on the other side, but another plan on the other side of another plan. The eyes have never seen, the ears have never heard. Now entered to man's heart, the things that God had prepared for him that love him. Good God Almighty. Woo! Heaven, 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 heaven. Don't have nothing to offer me The devil don't have nothing to offer me My best friend don't have nothing to offer me Jesus Christ Is the only one That has anything to offer you And that's Eternal life God is good all the time This is Elder G. Bazaar I'm going to wrap it up for tonight Amen I'm going to give you a little bit next next, uh, Sunday I'll make it a little more plainer to you, amen, but i got to get back in shape, amen, but I'm going to be preaching the same thing I've been preaching for the last 58 years, and I thank God, 58 years I've been holding up this gospel and letting people know going to church is beautiful, but going to church cannot save you. Going to church is beautiful, but going to church cannot save you. You go to church to hear about salvation and study God and learn God and understand the scripture. You go to church to praise him and give him glory. You go to church to get more understanding of your duty uh, uh, as a Christian to do what you're called to do. And that is, good God Almighty, go on back down into the day of Pentecost. In the day of Pentecost, the Lord God said, I want you to be one thing. Uh, uh-uh. I want you to be one. I want you to be a witness for me. I want you to witness that I am who I say I am. I want you to be an example of my lifestyle. I want you to let the people know that. The love that you have comes from me. I want you to win souls to Christ and to encourage people and to love people. Make no difference where they come from of their ethnic background. Quit going around thinking you somebody's apple of his eye. Hey, you ain't no bag of a chain of chips. You ain't all that. Bazaar ain't all that. But I'll tell you what I am. I'm just a child of God called to preach the of gospel. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not looking for no pat on the back. I'm not looking for no amen. I'm just telling you, you don't want to die and be lost. You don't want to die and be lost. How can I be saved, preacher? You can be saved by Romans 10 and 9, 10 and 9. If thou confess with thy mouth and bleed with thy heart, that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. Submit yourself under the mighty hands of God and repent with your godly sorrows that you have sinned against a loving, holy, merciful, ooh, forgiving God and tell him, Lord, I am sorry. I am deeply broken up about how I've been acting and how I've been thinking. I'm sorry, Lord, come into my life. I repent of my sins. A godly repentance. A repentance of broken down sorrow. Where you are saying in your heart, Lord, I want to stop sinning. I don't want to sin against you no more. And how can I do it? He said, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, I'll come in. I'll come in and sup with you. I'll come in and sit down with you. And guess what? When I come in, guess what? I'm going never, 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 leave you. No, will I forsake you? Lo, I'll be with you always until the end of the world. I'm a witness. Yeah, I'm a witness. And I'll tell the world he'll never leave you if you accept him. This is Eldon Bazaar coming to you. Y'all pray for me that I ever grow strong in the Lord, that I keep up the good work and God's work. Somebody might come in and know Jesus Christ at this time. Somebody might want to come and accept Jesus Christ at this time. You don't have to be in a church. You can be on a street corner. You can be in a beer joint. You can be in a strip tease. What you know? What you know? You can be anywhere because this is a personal thing. You can be in prison. You can be in the same asylum. You can be on the edge of a bridge getting ready to jump off. Ooh, but if you stop and think what will happen to me if I leave this world without Christ and reminisce how he brought you this for why you want to kill yourself. If you want to die, die for Jesus Christ and believe it in what he has done for you. He loved you so much. He loved you so much that he was willing enough to be mutilated, slaughterhouse, blood everywhere, hair all nappy, crown of thorns on his head. Half his eyelids are shit. Hanging! Oh, did he hang? Yeah, he hung. I know he hung. He hung till the angels pruned their wings and dropped back into eternity to look at what they had done to the Almighty. Look what they were saying to the Almighty. And he didn't say a mumbling word. And he's willing enough to save you right now. That boyfriend, that drugs, if you're messing with drugs, you're you're doing stuff that you know ain't right. You're doing stuff that's making you more miserable. And you're getting tired of misery. You need to come to Jesus. He'll set you free. He'll make you a new creature. I know what I'm talking about. You got to try him. You got to try him for yourself. You're trying 90 days. I guarantee you. He said, no, I ain't giving this up. I ain't giving this up. I ain't giving this joy. I ain't giving. Oh, no way. He loves you. I believe in the pity of my heart. Every time a sinner died, it hurts God. It hurts him. It hurts him because he don't want you to go to hell because you don't want to accept him. You're rather serve that low-down Lucifer, demon, devil, witchcraft, voodoo, hoodoo. You want to try to figure out what your future is like. Well, if you get Jesus Christ in your life, he will take care of your future, and it looks good for me. i got a good future ahead of me, the best in the world and the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. I got something going on. Because I'm in love with Jesus. My love life is on the top. The best lover I ever had, he loveth my soul. Woo! Why don't you try him today? Time is winding up. So what I'm trying to tell you, Keep your eyes on Jesus, but also keep your eyes on what's going over in the Middle East. Because there's war from this day on, from October the 7th to probably October the 7th, 2024. The devil is trying to eliminate the Jews, which is going to be a failure. And Christ is going to reveal himself from heaven. This is Elder G. Bazaar. I want everyone out there to pray for me. Keep looking up. Don't be discouraged. Signs of the times are here. Next week, we'll go over this again, and you'll get a better understanding as soon as I get myself in in, 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 in the, the groove of knowing the Holy Spirit is speaking. This is Watchman on the Wall, End Time, Global Link Ministry. I'll catch you here or I'll catch you on the other side. For the Lord himself will come from heaven. May the Lord watch over you. May the Lord keep you in these last and evil days. May you ever look up to the hills from whence comes your help, your help coming from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Watchmen on the Wall Y'all you know, continue to pray for me that I'll be what God's called me to do get this news out before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name, I can say amen.